you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Galactic Holonet, welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Calvin Tiberius, the Dread Pirate Lord. Joining me today is Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, our cabin boy. What's up, Sable? May the spice be with you. Right. And also joining us is Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, our janitor. What's uh, going on, Blair? Welcome back from the boiler room. Thank you. And, yeah, well, go ahead. Oh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're just killing it. <laughs> Finally, Alex Robeck, better known as Anti Grape as the ship's engineer. What is up, Alex? Not much. I'm glad to be back. Man, I felt like some like a piece of me was missing when you were gone. Anyways, all right. So um, let's go ahead and start us off. I don't know if anybody has any booty this week. I know I like I've played a little bit of games, but does anybody have any actual tournaments or anything that they've been to recently? No, I am bootyless. <laughs> that's like a that's a problem. Um, you know, we're running low on because uh, our expenditures are so high. Um, how have uh, Blair and Alex? How have your um, your your Vassal League uh, turn, uh, games been going? Uh, I'm three and one, so not too bad. Uh, I am the opposite. I am zero and three right now. I've been delayed on mine. I'm a one and zero is all I've played so far. But I won. It was just pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, Blair. I saw that that game that you played. Uh, what you play? Corn and uh, Stress Hog and some Talas, right? Yeah. That was a, a really good game. I didn't think you were going to win that uh, based on the list, but I think that you bottled him really well with um, with the uh, asteroids. Uh, yeah, it was uh, that was my regional list or my second regional list, I guess. And so I got some experience flying it, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a cool game. I I definitely was sweating it when he got that. I mean, how many? I think he got off three uh, slicers, or was it two? I think uh, it would have been. It wouldn't have been on Corrin because Corrin only has so many hit points. Well, I mean, like, how many he rolled? I think it was. I think it was only two. Actually, mm-hmm. it was. He was really close one time, but yeah, it was definitely the power of the slicers in full effect when he got forty-eight point Corrin. And, and yeah, the, the one turn I I uh, pushed, and he still had two left, and you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and then you're like, oh, you got the stress log. Okay, so then I double stressed that. So yeah, it was a real fun game. That was pretty neat. Um, so um, so that so unfortunately, it's kind of been like a lull for tournaments. Uh, you know, at least now we've got you know worlds coming up and and that sort of thing. Um, and and we ahead. have the regionals. We now know when they will be and where. Yeah, yeah, I actually was going to get into that. So um, we uh, did get some news uh, very recently regarding um, the regional season, and we just kind of want to remind our listeners, uh, why are we doing regionals already? Because it's the year of chaos. 
<laughs> yeah, we can't have nice has, things. Has any year not been chaotic, though? So, FFG is splitting worlds into two different events. The Star Wars stuff and the not Star Wars stuff. That means that one of those groups of stuff has to move to a different time of year. Yeah. That's going to be the Star Wars, mm-hmm. which means that we get this year of chaos as we move from a November world's cycle to a May world cycle. So what's happening is, is that we're skipping store championships, right? Yes. Uh, or you could look at it as gaining an extra regionals. Sure. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, we'll, we'll get into why, but I'm not necessarily terribly sad because I want to, I, I want to go to, to more tournaments and I'm glad that they're doing it. Um, it's going to be weird transitioning from worlds though. Like everyone, like you tend to sort of ramp yourself up to worlds and then they give you a little bit of a breather until, you know, January where, you know, it's store championships and you, and you're ramping on up again. Um, it's going to be weird going from worlds right back into regionals. Yeah. It's going to be a little chaotic, but I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Uh, yeah, I hear you've got, don't you have like three, um, three regionals, like relatively close? Yeah. So I've got two in Texas and one in Oklahoma that I go to. Yeah, so that's that's not so bad. Yeah, um, I don't see what people are complaining about with regionals <laughs> being far away. I'm. <laughs> I hear Nova is like in like rage fire mode, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was only one regional in Virginia last year, the Roanoke one, and then for some reason, it's no longer there. <laughs> They're not offering that again. <laughs> To be to be fair, they didn't have like a ton of space. So. This is this is why, why why we get the moniker scum and villainy because of stuff like that. Where yeah, what, yeah. Where, <laughs> where we fire shots across the bow of the other podcasts. <laughs> anyway, so um, so Virginia doesn't have a regional this year, right? Which is a little crazy because it's you know very very popular X wing area. So I mean, I don't know. Is it because uh, there weren't? Uh, venues that could uh, fit whatever their size requirements were? I, I imagine that's part of it. And then there's one in like uh, Martinsburg, and then there's one in uh, Glen Burnie, Maryland, which is at least not too far away from D.C. So I have a, a question I have um, that uh, is at least a decent transition to our, our next news topic. Um, is uh, is it a little ironic to you that uh, they're really being uh, they're really enforcing you know size requirements? It seems this year for for regionals, you know, that you have to be able to fit you know this many people because of you know demand. Um, that they don't take that strategy to uh, the world's tournament. They should definitely be making sure that the venues are the correct size. <laughs> that's that's a good answer. <laughs> so let, let's see how many people they can actually fit in the uh, the spring. Yeah, that's a good point. Is they'll have like double the room, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Well, I'm, they're not going to have double the room because we we take up most of the room for X Wing anyway. It just means that it's not going to be a Wednesday through Sunday event. It's going to be a shorter event. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be, they can only fit so many people per flight and they still have to run Armada. They still have to run IA. Uh, they're going to have to run Destiny. They're going to have to run, uh, they're adding. If, yeah. If they, they, we'll see if they do Rebellion or not. I haven't played that yet and I really want to. Yeah. I hear good things about Rebellion. I got to demo Destiny, which was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, and I haven't played that one yet either. You know, I just got to go back out to the game store and check those out. Um, so worlds, so the, the, the world's news is so currently they are finally deciding to reach out to the people that sign up for in, being interested in worlds and they're going to email you and it's kind of been cryptic and I have, I've been kind of following their tweets, but I still don't understand it, but I have not been given my invite yet, which makes me incredibly sad and angry and um, confused. And it's just all of the bad emotions are kind of going through me right now. And Blair, I feel like I've got, you know, a kindred soul <laughs> with you on this. Like, uh, like, how are you feeling right now, buddy? Are you like, uh, it's like, is someone there at your house is the first thing I want to, I want to know. Like, are you being watched? <laughs> yes. Thankfully, my wife, my beloved wife has got the death watch on me, so you don't. You guys won't have to worry about that. Uh, but we'll, we'll help each other through it, Ricky. I mean, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we're here for. We're a good support group for each other, and we'll help each other get through it. Hold up. So, Hold up. Yeah, good. Your wife is in death watch? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, sorry. So she's on suicide watch for oh, me. Oh, oh. I thought she was Mandalorian. I I was going to give you mad props. No, I'm not that cool. Anyways, um, so, so I'm trying to understand this. So the FFG is going to email us asking if we want in, right? And I believe they've already sent out all the emails, and uh, so it's so it's not going to happen. I well, it's from what it sounds like. There's still they've sent out however many spots they have left. And if exactly those many people say, yes, I want to go and they pay, then that's it. But if they get a couple or however many that say, I can't make it actually, then they're going to do one last hurrah. So, oh, so, <laughs> oh, I'm just staring at my time off. I, you know, sometimes you just don't want to work, right? Sometimes you want to just sit in your house for a week. You know, this is America. And so good. Some something interesting to point out is I recently got an email because when I signed up with my regional spot, they didn't ask me which flight I wanted to be in. So they had to send out emails to all the the regional winners. Hey, when do you actually want to play? So there may be spots that are they held off for the regional champions that could go out as well. Man. <laughs> I just want to play. Let me go. <laughs> I'm not breaking down. Just help me. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to. I'm going to stay strong here. So to any of you who um, didn't get an invite and want to go to Worlds, um, we feel your pain. And uh, Ricky, let me let me say, so I, if there was a year to not be able to go, like really this was pretty much the best one because if you filled out that Google form they had, 
you get a guaranteed spot next year in the event, which is which is in May, and so. it, yeah, and it's really not too far away. And we do get to jump right into regionals, so you know there's still some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there that uh, it's not all bad. There's there's a new hope out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh God, I feel I feel dirty doing that. Um, all right, so. Also news, um, we have a fully spoiled Wave 9. The ships have been sort of percolating out. Uh, they weren't, you know, they weren't sold in mass, but they were sold in Gen Con, and they are available to play currently on Vassal. So we've seen more and more Wave 9, and um, I gotta tell you, I love Wave 9. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I like how they've made this new meta. Like, it seems like slicers are really, really strong, but I see a lot less PS9, or, and PS9 is a lot less scary so long as it's got, you know, a PTL mechanic. So it's weird to see PTL kind of be something to be frightened of. But um, it's, I don't know, what do you, what do you guys think about about uh, Wave 9 and, and, and the new ships and the new cards? There definitely hasn't been the meta explosion that we had the last two waves where it was triple U-boats and four TLTs like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like there hasn't been any just like, boom, this is the new hotness. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Fen, Manaru, and then one other ship. Sometimes like a, con- a torpedo boat, sometimes old Terok. And that's- yeah, I run, I run that or I run, um, a, uh, a, a U-boat and Finn, and then what was the other one? Or in a party bus? But I'm thinking about doing Manaru after looking at uh, Sozin's list. Yeah, that, that he's been running. I think Sozin's going to do really well with that list. I think that list is going to see a lot of play. Uh, it's sort of like the new uh, SpaceX coming to Villainy Aces, really, but uh, it's flies a little differently. But I think it's a pretty strong list. But what do you, what do we think? One of the major sort of, I mean, if if there is, I guess, co- controversy, if there, is, if if you could call it that, is the black market slicer tools, which allow you to deal damage, uh, a face down damage card, not even damage, but a face down damage card, to anything that has a stress on it, so long as you, what is it? You roll a hit, right? Is that is hit that or crit? Word? Hit or crit, right? So you do a hit or crit. It's a fifty percent chance to deal damage to someone with stress, and then you remove their stress from them. So it seems like there's a lot of that, um, a lot of hate going out on that card. What do you guys? Uh, where do you guys fall on that? I'm absolutely for the card. Personally, I think that push the limit was a little too powerful, probably a point under costed because action economy is so important in this game. And it allows certain ships like Sunter to, once you couple it with auto thrusters and stealth device to really become an almost insurmountable threat to a bunch of ships. Mm-hmm. Plus Palpatine. Don't forget about Plus, pa- yeah. But even without Palpatine, Sunter is an existent. If you've got two PS2 ships, if they don't have turrets, you're pretty much done. And if they do have turrets, you're pretty much done. It's, it's very difficult for you to deal with Sunter, uh, 
without some other threat to him. And of course, there are strategies and ways to try to deal with Sunter, but this adds one more counter to push the limit. And I think this game is enriched by that existing. Now taking three interceptors with push the limit is a risky proposition. No, Sunter was not breaking the meta, but now he's got to worry about something a little bit more. And if you're the one taking black market slicer tools, if you only take one, you've changed your opponent's target priority. But there's a risk that if they take that chip out, you still can't kill Sunter. So how many do you take and what do you give up to do it? Very complex and very interesting time to plan lists around black market slicer tools and on the other side now i don't necessarily choose push the limit on many ships that always took it simply because i've got other options that uh, that won't potentially kill you right sooner of course will remain push the limit but other ships well maybe not Maybe I go with something else and now I get to experiment with more EPTs and, and take a look at some of the unused EPTs and maybe, maybe this is a better option now. Yeah, I was running, uh, the, the, the list I've been running is involving, uh, involves a, a, a Fen Rao with, with push the limit and, um, anyways, he's, he's got push the limit on him and so he's only got four hit points. I went up against a seven tie or seven, Z95 swarm all with, with black market slicer tools. It's, it, 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 the, how it ended up flying is I maybe used push the limit once. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a big threat, like, or like, I, I may as well have picked any other, uh, any other pilot talent at that point. It could have picked fearlessness. It would have been better. Could have picked just about anything that would have been better. Yeah, I've seen some people complain about the fact that it's a face down damage as opposed to just one damage. How do you feel about that? Well, I can see both sides because I understand like, like A wings, you know, it definitely hurts them. Yeah, it seems um, like it unduly does a lot of, I mean, that's the argument is it does a lot of damage to the, uh, the green A wing. Uh huh. The flip side to that is they were always unduly strong against things like Darth Vader crew. Okay, so now they've got a weakness and they've got a strength. I don't see a problem here. I think the big reason they went with the face down damage is because probably this is probably being play tested around the time that Worlds was taking place. And they saw, okay, we have two regen ships at the final table maybe can introduce something that helps against fell, but also maybe curtails those ships back a little bit. Cause maybe they're a little bit too good. So yeah. I, I think that's the reason for it. And I understand it sucks, but I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who runs, who runs Corrin like a bunch and I don't, I don't have a huge problem with it. So, uh, I, it was, they needed the card just like Mark said, like I actually might even disagree with Mark and say that Sunter was too good. Not meta breaking, but just the combination, like he's stealth, auto thrusters, palp, three actions. It's yeah. like, he, he was uh, so good. He still I, I is. Would, I would agree that Sunter is probably too good. 
Yeah. Uh, so they, they needed to do something. So I, I think it does better. It's better for I, the meta than it is worse. Yeah. And then suddenly seven Z 95s does seriously threaten. Yeah. Soon, Cause I mean, they can just roll seven dice at him every single turn to do a damage. Mm-hmm. But it, it and looks- we have to keep in mind that scum actually doesn't have like a great way to apply stress to their opponents. Well, Asajj Ventress. Yeah. I'm going to go there a bit later, but I think she is the best pilot out of Wave 9. I thought I would like Fen Rao better. Now that I've played Asajj Ventress, she's she's top of my list for Wave 9. I, there's certainly something there to do her and a couple of uh, Z95s and just go out, stress things, move things around. You know, she I- definitely seems interesting. I've been running her with uh, old T and a ruthless freelancer. Good old Tarok. Um, that's that's interesting. I think Tarok's really good. That sweet Tito. Yeah. Um, Alex, what do you think about uh, the slice of tool card? Where do you kind of fall on that? Um, I, I haven't played with it enough to really have a, a firm opinion yet. It seems okay. Um, if anything, I don't like the the randomness. Mm-hmm. Of you know having to roll a dice because if my opponent gets you know two hits and blows up Corin on the, his first two rolls, like that's uh-huh. a lot worse than. Yep. Sometimes it's wish you wish that uh, there was half damage and stuff like that as opposed to yeah, as opposed to it being completely random. Yeah, you'd rather just do point five damage and be done with it. Um. Yeah. I mean, certainly. Uh, I. I I'm happy with what it'll do to the meta and it'll drive out ships that I'm really bored of seeing and make me see ships that I would not normally see. And I think that's just, I don't know. That's how I prefer it. I like seeing new stuff and learning about new options and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty neat. And if anything, that's going to be the thing that kind of sticks out about this meta. At least that's the first thing that's sort of jumping out is, is, um, is the slicer tools. Now, um, Mark, you were talking about how you think Asajj is the best ship in this uh, so far in the in the way. Yes. Uh, why do you think that? Being able to assign a stress token to one ship range one to two in your mobile arc at the beginning of the combat phase is incredible because you don't have to attack you don't have to do anything like that it's just here have a stress and one stress may not seem like a lot but it can seriously threaten certain ships mm-hmm. and if you go tactician you can do too it shuts down Suntir. it and you don't take tactician with it because what K- do you k4 security droid is stapled to that ship <laughs> okay all of your three maneuvers are green, mm-hmm. including your three hard. And if you take the gyroscopic targeting, if you perform mm-hmm. a three or faster speed maneuver, you can rotate your arc. So that's a free target lock and a free uh, turret rotation every turn. So, um... but yeah, so. I I drop a stress on Whisper before she can attack. She's dead. I drop a stress on Soontir. Okay, he's not dead this turn, but next turn he's in serious trouble. Sure. Um, 
I, the one thing I like about she's a good stress. She's like I guess the only real stress generator for scum. So it's good to have one of those, and it goes really well with the slicer tools as well. Yeah. Um, Blair, what is your what's your favorite ship of the or what's your favorite thing about Wave Nine so far? Um, I mean. Uh, you know, Jeff, he wrote an article about backdraft or sorry, not backdraft, quick draw. Yeah. Quick draw. Yeah. Um, she, and really after reading that and like, she's not seen a lot of play on Vassal right now, which is disappointing. And I kind of more or less might have to agree with him that she really was kind of a dud. Um, I don't, I don't know, Ricky, I've been looking around and trying to make it work. I'm really not all too blown away by it. Uh, I agree with everything Mark said about Assage. Uh, she's nice. Um, and then, but probably, I would say the protectorates all around are really. I love the protectorates. I feel man. like they were the real, not only because they finally get, Scum finally gets a true ace, but you just look at like the Zealous Recruit and then the PS3 Concord Dawn veteran. Um, they come in at 20 and 22 points and the vet gets EPT. That's pretty, and the title, that, that title is so awesome yeah. for, for all the ships, for all of them. So I think that ship was a real winner. Now, unfortunately, yeah, they get access to, the, the title they get access to is really good. And I always, whenever I look at modifications mm-hmm. and I see auto thrusters, I always think of what, I always think of Alex in the back of my head. Cause uh, Alex, you said a bunch of times that you think auto thrusters is the best, uh, the best card in the game or one of the best cards in the game. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a long time, it has, it has been super strong. Yeah. So a ship that gets access to that really good title and that, and that really good modification is going to be good you know, by default, so long as it's not completely overcosted. Honestly, auto thrusters, I'm not super sold on with the, the protectorate. It's the one ship that I, other than the, uh, the Punisher that I think, you know, it's good, but this ship flies so differently than stay at range three out of arc that maybe we should explore other options. Hey, hull upgrade might be better in this case. It's one of those where I I play around with ideas. Yeah, I mean, if you see a lot of turrets, though, then auto thrusters is good. Well, and granted, it's for me. It's I try and hit range three because most of the time, maybe it's just me, and I never feel confident enough that I'll be able to get a range one on the first engagement. So if that's the case, I'd rather hit range three, mm. and then I know I'll get range one after that. So uh-huh. if I if I hit range three, it's fine. I'm good at range three. I've got auto thrusters. Yeah. And then after that, it's get as in your face as possible. I don't know. Like, I don't know because uh, Jeff had uh, mentioned in our Slack chat essentially the same thing. So you're certainly not alone in that. And, and, and that's interesting that that, that ship like lends itself to just diving into stuff, which I think is kind of fun. I just wanted to clarify. I don't think auto thrusters is bad on it. I you just don't, don't think, think it's not it's necessary. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I follow you. Um, and that's kind of neat too. Um, but uh, that, that ship runs into stuff and blows it up and hits really hard. It's fun. I'm starting to get called by stealth device on Fen Rao. Because if you jump into range one and you've got the title, that's five dice, 
plus an automatic evade. That's pretty good. You got to get into range one, though. That's the. I mean, you can do it a lot with him. It's not yeah. t- terribly difficult, but it, that is like the requirement. Um, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so we do have Wave Nine out, and it's pretty darn exciting. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of you know cool ships out there. Alex, what's your favorite ship in uh, the uh, in in Wave Nine, or what's your favorite uh, sort of card that came out? Um, I really haven't haven't played enough with them to have specific shipper card yet. I do like it- that they've they've given Scum some of the the options they've needed. Mm-hmm. Without overpowering the scum list building in the same way that the uh, jumpmaster did. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the jumpmaster got got us to a point. Us, uh, so I'm I'm absolutely on team scum. I want to start flying it exclusively. Um, but I, they jumpmaster got got us to a point. But now we have sort of more fleshed out options yes. that aren't a trillion d times better than jumpmasters. And you know, it's funny. I see, I see. You see a Jumpmaster post on the FFG forums every single day about how it's broken. And the funny thing is, is I don't even think it's that broken. It's just annoying to play against. Um, it's not exactly a fun play experience to get just blown up in the first, you know, round. Yeah. Anyway, so so we're 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 kind of at a lull. Wave nine is out. We're kind of waiting for worlds to happen. Sometimes very literally, like me and Blair. Um, but we, so we, uh, I should I shouldn't say we. Blair had uh, Blair. Tell us about your idea, and and and, and we'll, we'll kind of jump in from there for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So okay. all right, so we're we're running a we're running an invitational tournament um, for a bunch of teams, and let's kind of talk about how we got there. And, yeah, and we'll kind of jump into the format and stuff like that. So yeah, we've been teasing you guys forever that we were going to try to put something together. And uh, the Gold Squadron guys uh, did a draft tournament, which and where basically they just drafted all the pilots that were available. And it sounded super interesting to me. So I proposed it to the other guys, and they were on board. And then it just took off. And, yeah, the the unfortunate thing about having a draft tournament – this this format is that you have to have a cap on the number of players, so we weren't able to make it an open tournament as Jeff usually does. Um, but we uh, invited a bunch of guys who we're friends with and think are good players, and it was six teams of six, and uh, us guys here at the crew are one team, and uh, we were able to have it. We had a pretty good turnout for the draft. I think we had a. About 20, 25 guys out of a possible 36. Mm-hmm. It took a couple hours and we drafted all, but I think like a dozen pilots. And, uh, and then the teams had to set to work, uh, splitting all those pilots they drafted into six 100 point lists. And, uh, we just completed that. And now we've got the matchups ready and we're good to go. We're going to start it up and, uh, should be a good time. Yeah, so basically, well, there are, there are six teams, and how it, we we drafted these 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 you know ships, uh, um, snake draft style. Yep. And we can, the thing is that we can only fly the the ship you drafted one time, and no one else can fly. Oh yeah. So one black squadron, not 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 six of them. Yeah. So we we really wanted to shake up the meta, and we think like this format is really gonna 
really be a testament to someone's ability when, you know, you can't fly your bread and butter list. You got to fly something you've most likely never even flown before. Uh, and you've just like text, for example. So Minox squadron is, uh, one uh, team. And basically the five guys took like five lists, like five of their better ships and, Made it into five discernible lists. Let's and, uh, let's jump into that. What are the teams? We can start okay. with Minoc. Um, so, oh, where is okay? So Minoc Squadron is one, and it's a uh, uh, Dyun, obviously. Uh, Ryan Farmer. I don't think we need to go through the all all thirty six people. Okay. Okay. All right, so yeah. so who are the teams then? Okay, so the teams are Team Commonwealth, which is mostly it's led by, led by Morgan Reed, mostly Australian guys. Uh, the Minoc Squad is uh, y'all know them, basically the Minoc Podcast and some other guys in their play group. And, and I'm relatively certain they're going to do the worst. <laughs> Snap. Shots fired already. All right, uh, and then we got Team Aces, which is led by Moan. It's mostly like the leftovers from uh, the Team Covenant Aces League. Um, and then the champions team led by Reinhardt, the winner of the Hoth Open. And then we got a Rook Squadron and Noah Squadron combined into one, uh, led by Paul Heaver and Major Juggler. And then we're the last one, Scum and Villainy. And on our team, it's uh, everybody but Froggies. And Greg, who we, we're not sure he's alive or dead. or. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the six of us. Uh, let's see here. We... Uh, I don't know if we should go into the list or what, but uh, we we picked our lists uh, from the the ships that we drafted to kind of go into what was our strategy going in, uh, Alex. I know that you really had a good idea of it going in, but what was what was our plan going in? Um, in general, our plan was to go after large base ships, um, specifically the, the very good large base ships. We were really hoping to get IG-88B, hoping to get Dash, Han, Chewbacca, all, all of those type of ships. Because, you know, you can make them be half of your list very easily, and they're going to be a very solid, dependable half of your list. And then, you know, it, it reduces the number of ships you need to draft total, so you can get a higher quality overall number of ships. Yeah, I, I think we did okay um, with that. Um, we uh, drafted Scum Heavy. I don't know, should we go through our lists or... I don't know. So so we should also mention that um, during the draft, it became obvious that there were like a ton of people going after the, uh, the Imperial Aces specifically. So we had started off with IG-88B, and since we were already in the Scum Faction, and our second picks were... Horn, Horn, and Chewbacca. So we we decided to just not draft any Imperials until until very late. Until very late when we, we essentially were done, and we just like we'll just take some Imperial ships just to make sure other people can't have them, and maybe yeah, maybe like we can spe- use them, maybe we can't. Yeah, the bomber the bomber pick was very specifically so they couldn't have a Vader ship. Nobody else could have a Vader shuttle, or at least the chief. Vader shim- scimitar. Yeah, the scimitar, the the mini doom shuttle. Let's be honest. Yeah, nobody's putting Vader on the the Omicron group pilot. Yeah, but they might on on a scimitar, right? So it's right. the mini doom shuttle. 
Yeah, I might be the only one who would put Vader on one of the shuttles again, just because I always liked doing it. I might as well. I I, I would kind of wish we got it just so I could turn it into a buzzsaw shuttle. Mm-hmm. Piss everybody off. <laughs> well, everyone, that was like the main thing is like uh, the Aces team, because out of the seven, this is like a good barometer for how good this card is, by the way. Out of the seven Palp carriers, possible Palp carriers in the game, six of them have Palpatine. And so that was like the huge story. Is it like one person like, what? You didn't use Palpatine on, I think it was Colonel Jendon. So. <laughs> oh, Captain Kagi can take him, didn't. Oh, that was, you're right. It was Kagi. Or KG. Yeah. Yes. yeah, or whatever you pronounce his name. Kagi. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't, he, he didn't take it. And, and suddenly Tyler Tippett's like insane. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And and people say he's overcosted. All right. Yeah. Um. So that yeah. So that was a little crazy. There was a lot of imperial bent, but I think that that played out well for us because I do think that scum is a uh, certainly now with the new options available are very very good and they're good. You can get them good efficiently because of their crew. Whereas the Imperials sort of ride on Palpatine and Ace efficiency, and if you can't build those, you know, within a, an, an area, it starts to get a lot easier to beat them. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm I'm glad that we. I'm, Mark, I'm actually really excited to see you fly two fire sprays, just to see like that happen again. Yeah, it's a tough list to fly. Uh, I've, I'm probably the, one of the top fire spray players in the world. Not that that's saying much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like being on the tallest mountain in Missouri. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, the, the fire spray is still a decent ship and Kath got super exciting in wave nine. Because she got Tail Gunner, which is awesome, but she also got Fearlessness, which is awesome. Which means that if you're keeping track at home, if you're in her rear arc and facing her, she can throw five dice at you. Your agility is reduced by one, and then she adds a hit to whatever she rolls. Yeah, that that <laughs> her butt became like the like the death zone. Right. It's an extraordinarily effective and scary weapon. And then I've got a, a Fett who I've proven myself with uh, time and time again, where this is an existential threat just with Fett. Yes, it's a fire spray. Yes, it has the weaknesses of a fire spray. But if you fly it right, it's threatening. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see two of them. And, you know, in this sort of tournament where the ship counts are going to be low. Right. Just based by, based on the format, some of the weaknesses that you'll see, uh, for flying triple or double fire spray start to disappear. I mean, you're not going to see five ship rebel. You're not going to see any, because I mean, in the end, swarms are something that I think that you, typically get afraid of i mean you you know better than me like what sort of things do that does that list not want to see yeah rebel swarms are tough for it uh b-wing swarms and things like that where i just don't have the damage output uh 
but I don't have to worry about that in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you are playing an Imperial Swarm, though, Mark. Yeah, how are you going to deal with uh, with Dom? Dom has a named six-ship uh, uh, TIE Fighter Swarm that I think is going to be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, it should be... It'll depend on how I fly it because I can start. I can nuke uh, Tie Fighters, but can I do it fast enough? I mean, Kath mm-hmm. can just one shot Tie Fighters all day long, but she can't take the return fire. Uh, Fett, on the other hand, can just jam himself in, pop glitter stem, and he's fine for a round. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I have the tools to deal with a Tie Swarm, but and this, so those detonators because you've got thermal detonators on. I, I on do, both of it, right? Yeah, so, so I that, can, that 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 would help. Yeah, I can jam Fett into a swarm. He's fine because glitter stem and Fett rerolls, and you know, he'll he'll live. Uh, he might not be happy, <laughs> but he'll live. Uh, and then I've got thermal detonators and. That's a, a threat for a swarm, and I've got Kath picking them off. Depending on it, it'll really depend on how it gets flown. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're really giving yourself a high bar, but it can, things can go well after that, mm-hmm. just based on on because both of those have engine upgrade too. Yes. And it's mandatory. PS is, and PS is a little bit more malleable now because not everyone's going to be PS9 because there're just only so many to go around. Frankly, so I've got a PS10 with Fett. Great. Mm-hmm. I've I can deal with anything PS9 or below. And mm-hmm. then Kath, I actually want their aces to be higher pilot skill. Because I want to move first and force them to either flee my bat, my rear arc or risk the the fearlessness. Mm-hmm. So, I see where you're going with that. Anyway, so yeah, I'm really excited to see you fly uh, that. Uh, let's kind of jump into the other ones that are at least on our team because I'm pretty excited about them. I'm sad that Sozin isn't here because I want to talk about his um, his list really quickly because I think that the list that he's flying, it's funny. Like it's, I like this 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 format because you kind of go through and you look at combinations you wouldn't normally fly and. Maybe I just completely missed this, but I think that the list that he's going to fly is potentially a tentpole-style list coming out of this wave. Uh, he's flying uh, Finn Rao with Push the Limit, um, the Concord Dawn Protector title, and Auto Thrusters. Old Tarok with Push the Limit title and Auto Thrusters, and then Manaru with Fearlessness which I think is interesting, recon specialist and black market slicer tools. You sure so, that that should be adaptability? I thought no, he did fearlessness. We, we changed it at the last minute. We we decided to go with fearlessness over adaptability. Okay, so I've got the wrong link. Yeah, the thought process being it makes him a little bit stronger in the end game sort of fights. Mm. Just makes him hit. Yeah, makes him hit harder. And he also wanted the initiative bid. So it's Manaru with what? Recon specialists, fearlessness, and black market slicer tools. Okay. So, I mean, it's I, it, I think that 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 old Finarau or whatever we're gonna call, we're gonna call it or Finarau, Manarau, whatever. Uh, I think that that is uh, a pretty strong template for lists. What do you think, Blair? 
I totally think it's going to be a big list coming out. So hopefully, I mean, I basically not to put too much pressure on him, but we're like, we're really needing Jeff Lyle and Alex to carry <laughs> because <laughs> if, if you look at our list, Ricky, Mark and, and I, we're just kind of like scraping the bottom. Of, we were the two guys that basically got like the scraps and were, had to work with uh, what we had left. So I, uh, I, you know what? Okay. I'll jump into mine. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty happy with both my matchups and the list that I got. Yeah. yeah I like your list a lot too. I haven't seen your matchups yet, Ricky, but I think your list is going to surprise some people. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing a warden K wing with, um, TLT chopper and long range scanners. And I'm going to have a blue with collision detector and tractor beam. I call this freeloaders because of all the free upgrades I just threw on it. Um, I have a rookie with integrated astromech and R4 D6 and a novice with R3A2 and integrated astromech. Uh, it's a four ship rebel list, which is hilarious, but I think it works because none of them are really that easy to blow up immediately. Mm-hmm. And due to, like, I guess the shrinking of the list size, just based on the format, that means that I'm normally going to outgun people. So I, there's some stuff there that makes it tricky. And honestly, the thing that makes it like so awesome, Ricky, is the fact that they're all PS2. That mm-hmm. is like, you're going to like, that's going to be so handy for you. But yeah, it's, it's got more firepower than most of the lists. It's got more hit points than most of the lists. And then you still got a little control in there too. And some tricky blocking as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to surprise some people. Yeah, and just to give you a run through, um, I don't think I face I face three ship lists going through. So I've got opportunities to do well. I mean, I might just poop the bed and ruin it, but I've got opportunities <laughs> to do well. Um, what did you? Uh, let's see here, Alex. What did you end up running? I ended up taking uh, Cornhorn and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I was I was considering uh, Lando Chewbacca, but it was sort of Cornhorn is too good to to pass up on, so I, I went with him over Lando. We, pres- we pressured you into him, Alex. Just you well, can tell and I also I okay. also played a Vassily game with uh, Lando Chewbacca and lost horribly, so that also factored into the decision. <laughs> That's just like nope, I'm not touching that. And then the only the only interesting choice I think I made in the list was I gave Cornhorn advanced sensors. Mm-hmm. Over fire control system, just so I wouldn't have to worry about um, black market slicer tools doing anything to Corin. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, take my actions and my stress before I move, and then immediately clear the stress and, you know, run into people, do whatever. I think yeah, it's, I think it's cool. The the thing I like about it is more uh, basically it's this version of Corin or the other version is Vi. Fire control system, right? That's the other standard one. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. Or there's also the push the limit fire control system. Yeah, um, but the VI version, you know, you see a lot, you know, you know, Sontiers and anything PS9, that sort of thing. The thing I like about this is, once again, I think that you're relatively comfortable with PS8 with Corin just because of the amount of PS9s that you're going to see. Yeah, which is not that many. Yeah, and so you get the ability to always 
uh, recharge up with R2-D2 with advanced sensors and get two actions. I just think that that's going to be pretty strong. Yeah, and I will add the other the other interesting list building choice I made was on Chewbacca. I had to I had to get rid of engine upgrade because I needed the points for advanced sensors. Mm-hmm. So I instead went with um, Black Market Slicer Tools and Lebo Crew to still give that, me that boost option. I think that's really strong. And the thing is, is that a lot of times that second boost will be fine uh, in getting the ion, you know, get the, getting the ion eyes to just go, you know, you go one forward. A lot of times that one forward will be fine or will be worth that, uh, that boost, especially on large ships. So, I mean, I think Levo's great there. Yeah. I, I'm really happy with the, the choice. And I, don't know, I think black market slicer tools, I don't know that you'll do a ton of work for me, but I'm hopeful that maybe I can, use it to kill a ship off in the action phase before like my opponent can get another round of shooting off with it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad one point upgrade, so yeah, it's really not. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's jump over to you to Blair. What did you end up uh, putting together? <laughs> so, yeah, so we took 88 B with the first pick and gave him to Jeff because Jeff always gets his way, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so then we were thinking, like, okay, that's probably going to, like, scare people away from taking the other bots. So we were kind of just... And then we also got to pick back-to-back since we got the first pick. So we waited until 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And around 15, <laughs> we took 88 C and A. And then we took the pirate the next round, and I uh, basically ended up with him because we didn't have a whole lot left otherwise. And uh, there was the other list that we had available were Jando, and uh, there was a, a, a kind of sort of interesting Torkel Mux build. Yeah, we had there. There were still some scum options, but I just wasn't as thrilled about them. So uh, yeah, that's what I am running. I think it's just gonna. Uh, be a testament to how much better 88B is than the rest of the IGs. I think everyone already knew that, but I think it's just going to really uh, go ahead. So I was hoping to face a couple of four, five, maybe six ship builds. So, but in, because of 88A, uh, of course I face two ship build, two ship build, and a three ship build. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not feeling too confident about my matchups. One of them's not bad, but. I'm not expecting to carry, so you boys better help me out. I think that you've got decent opportunities just because... Okay, actually, I need to take a couple of steps back. So you've got a binary pirate in there. Just walk me through that, because that is not the first thing I think of when I think, oh, you're just going to run A and C. No, it's not what anyone thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Okay, so like, walk me through that. I mean, those crappy little filler ships. A lot of people just like poo-poo at them, but they can end up doing so much work for you because they they just ignore them. Your opponent, and if they go for them, it's like, oh, please shoot my twelve-point piece of crap ship, who's probably not going to do anything anyway. 
Uh, I mean, I just, I can shed a tear for those little guys. Like they, they just end up doing work for you. And yeah, if they shoot him, that's basically buying an extra turn of aggro away from your two workhorses, the IGs. So mm. I, I have a, I have a Mark. fond memory of uh, a, a special place in my heart for the Black Sun Soldiers, which is the PS3 version. Yeah, there you go. So do you wish that we had uh, D instead of A now? Oh, I would take D in a heartbeat now seeing my matchups because I don't even – I'll probably maybe regen one shield the whole tournament. <laughs> so I have faith. You're going to regen, you're gonna regen like four. <laughs> That's I don't even think I can – I'm trying to bright side this man. <laughs> I think three is the maximum I can actually regenerate. I think no, no, you know, four. To be to oh, be you're fair, right. oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. To be fair, like I know you don't have um, B, but the IG ships or the aggressors are really, really efficient and really, really well built. So yeah, you're not going to win on the power of your pilot of like your pilot abilities, but you might win on the power of like your sh- efficiency for your ships. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Not feeling too confident. I think Mark's uh, more confident than me, even though he's got two fire sprays. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> All right. And let's let's talk about Jeff's list. Um, uh, we talked about this combo last uh, last episode, and we're kind of bringing it to the stage here. He's flying IG88B with the. Uh, Predator, heavy laser cannon, tidal, advanced sensors, and auto thrusters, and then Morallo Evol with heavy laser cannon, Dengar, IG-88D, and engine upgrades. So Morallo gets the ability to, you know, have Gunner at effectively one point. So I think that list is going to be very good as well. I know you were talking about that uh, last episode, Blair. Yeah, it's a filthy list it really is and uh yeah hopefully jeff can run the table with it because <laughs> he got the first overall pick so we're needing to lean on him some in this so yeah that's funny come on buddy win it for us <laughs> go on ahead oh man uh so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see uh some of the matchups anyways so hey guys um I have Tyler Tippett and uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Fleming available if uh, we want to have some outsider's perspective and then do a list and be done. Sure, bring him in. R- Ryan, what's your what's your handle? Uh, Reinhardt. All right, cool, awesome. And uh, Tyler's and you're on Minox team. Me? Yeah. No, or, no I'm you're champions. on you're on champions. Yeah. Okay. He's what? been confusing Ryan Farmer and Ryan Fleming all night. All right. yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't take offense. How did this doesn't make any sense? He's still confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not offended. Don't worry. You should be. <laughs> uh, the real question is, what are you drinking? I know, about, Ricky. <laughs> I know um, Miller Lite and <laughs> and God damn it. So well, apparently, my like wanted to come on and. I didn't invite them back because I confused. (laughs) (laughs) The good news, the the good news is, is if I'm going to screw over anybody, it may as well be Minox. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If, 
they can't remember Blair's name, man, and I got to represent my boy. So, they have their own show. They can plug their own team. Yeah, whatever. Like they're they can wallow in sadness of all the losses they're gonna have. Anyways, so we um, did want to get some other uh, feedback, and we wanted to talk to some of the other captains of the other teams, or at least people that heavily involved in the other teams. Anyways, Tyler Tippett, the you know Star Slinger, is the captain of the Aces team, right? Or uh, is Mu- I'm I'm the unofficial captain. Muon is the captain, and he has delegated everything that needs to be done. To <laughs> That's how you know you're a good leader. When yeah. You- he was you like, man, I don't right feel like people. I should be the captain anymore. And I was like, you were doing exactly what a captain does. <laughs> like, I will say this. He set up this cool Slack thing that I'd never heard of before. So I get oh, notifications yeah. pushed to my phone when people are talking. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a Slack fun. channel for uh, for the Scum and Villainy team. Uh, so that that was super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you you're on you're this, uh, what we effectively grouped all of the old aces together. So, like, because this is like a spiritual aces season three, right? And I, I felt like we were just the the people that didn't like have a a home. It's like <laughs> Do- Dom and I are from Chicago. We don't have either the coasts. We don't have a podcast. We don't have like a a spot to go. So we're just like, oh, okay, we'll just go over here. Um, so yeah, so you guys are the aces and we also have a uh, team champions, which is, uh, captained by Ryan Fleming who joins us today. Also known as Reinhardt. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, not much. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't name that. That was Blair. He named the team. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. You insisted yes, you did. on, you oh, insisted yeah. on being team champion. <laughs> you said you wouldn't play if you weren't called team champion. <laughs> we said no such thing. <laughs> so, um, thanks for, uh, for playing in the tournament, guys, we're really excited about it. Um, what was your thought process? Since you guys both were the drafters, right? I remember that correctly. Yeah. Like, thank God my brain's still working a little bit. Um, but you guys were both the drafters for your team. What was your strategy going in? What were your kind of thought? Kind of ships were you looking for? You know, how did the format play into that? That sort of thing. I'll let uh, since I had Tyler go first uh, last time. Uh, Ryan, what was your your thoughts on that? Well. We we knew that um, Imperial Aces were probably all going to be gone and dried up by like the sixth round. We mm-hmm. we done a the team got together and we did a mock draft for the first twelve rounds mm-hmm. just to see how it would play out. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, ideally, we knew we wanted to take IG88B in the first round, but you guys beat us to it. Uh, yeah, uh, we do need to mention that uh, I I ra- I tried to random tried to I I randomized uh, the draft order with the fantasy football tool. And the worst thing in the entire world is when you when you are randomizing the draft order and you end up with the first pick in the draft. Um, we didn't. I'll say that there's no evidence that we sliced the randomizer, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> "Quote unquote" randomizer. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was yeah, there was definitely some miracles. So was ID was ADB the top of your top of your draft? Well, sure, because we in our mock we realized if whoever took B in the first round, no one else was taking an IG for like ten or twelve more rounds. Yeah. So getting his buddy was like a free pick late. Um, so we wanted that, but you guys beat us to it. Um, and then another other than that, we wanted to get a couple uh, decimators to put Palpatine on and pair them with an ace because that's a two ship list. It's pretty good. And it's only going to take two premium picks instead of trying to build a uh, more traditional pal bases on a shuttle, which is going to take three premium picks. Um, so we knew we wanted to try to get, you know, at least two, maybe three large turreted ships to try to build some, uh, 
you know, top quality list without wasting a whole lot of our high end picks. Um, what was your uh, plan going in, Tyler? Uh, my plan, as of most things uh, that are X-Wing related, was uh, completely listen to Dom and whatever advice he had. <laughs> uh, and he uh, – that That's always a good that idea. dude's super smart. Like <laughs> I learned long ago to just like, okay, trust Dom. Uh, so he actually like made an entire tier list of uh, of ships that he felt were good to take early, why – the uh, it's a solid like. I, I so desperately want to read that. Uh, I will totally <laughs> forward it to you. Uh, yes. but basically it was uh, I mean like it was a lot of smart things that I feel like everyone else kind of like just gravitated to, but he like he spelled out why. So it was uh, um, uh, basically like Ryan was saying, like take big turrets. Like the prevailing factor was like take big points because like while for example Omega Leader and Dash are both very high tier ships by themselves. Dash is 58 points, Omega Leader is only 26. So mm-hmm. we get twice as many points for the same pick if we take Dash early. Uh, same thing for Dengar, IGB, Chirino, Han, uh, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was basically how he had them sorted out by, um, by like, here are big hey, point value picks that are good. Can you stop uh, that? And you can see that by the teams that we Jen. actually brought forward. We have like four two ship lists. Can you stop moving things around. Uh, well, we yeah, have, I take that back. We have, um, two, two, two ship, ship li- and uh, three, two, three, three ship. Yeah. Yeah. And three, three and then ship a swarm. Lists. Yeah. And then a full swarm. Uh, that was my modification to the, to the tier list. Cause I figured if I could grab Hal runner, um, at an opportune time, I didn't think anybody would touch any other tie fighters. Cause Hey, you don't have Hal runner at least yep. not until late, like as filler ships. And, uh, the only one that I cared about outside of Hal runner was Wampa. Um, not cause I like Wampa in any way. Like I actually hate Wampa as a ship. Like I don't, I think he's way overrated. Uh, but he fits 14. <laughs> you and Mark are going to have like, like he fighting fits, words. Uh, after he fits 14 point. Hey, Mark got the win at, at uh, uh, national. So he can have Wampa. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with Wampa whatsoever, but <laughs> no, he died, he died no. pretty quick. Uh, it was really Omega leader. Yeah. Oh yeah. Omega leader did work. Um, but he was a 14 point tie fighter that was PS4 or above. So that like that just fits into the traditional crack swarm makeup. So I could go get other people later and no one would really fight over much in the same way as whoever gets IG 88 B pretty much gets the other IGs if they want them. So no one's really going to take him at that point. I saw Uh, Dom had like the crack swarm and I was like, well, there's, there's three wins. So, so so this is what actually happened because like it, I, it makes me feel like kind of good that I feel like we had a pretty good draft overall. Uh, cause as Ryan was saying, they had like a 12 round mock draft. Uh, I remember Paul talking about it that night afterwards. He had like a whole team of people. Uh, so did, uh, Morgan that were like putting together lists based on like what pick they got and what support ships they needed. Uh, the aces draft was me playing the new firefly, uh, deck building game with my laptop sitting next to me and Dom trying to manage his newborn, like messaging me over the like in vassal chat box thing. We like, had done, we had done me, me, Alex, K dub. Yeah. We got, we got K dub in on it. And, um, who was in Blair? Well, it was, the, it was the four of us, right? Yeah. We did, a, we did a, a, a full mock draft with the four of us. Yeah, so we didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> like, and and there were times where I was like, shit, my picks are coming up. Oh, God, what isn't taken yet? So that also might have been why I took Hal Runner when I did. And then it was like, oh, in three more rounds, I can just grab Methyl and Scourge. That will totally be, like, a good thing. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, good job, me. Yeah, yeah, like, good job, me. And back to trying not to die to, uh, you know, something in, uh, in um, Firefly. That's fun. So then we come to Wednesday night, because you guys are like, hey, turn in all your lists. And I had, like, I sent out the list. I was like, hey, here are kind of the archetypes that I went for. Like, here's what I think will be good. Who wants to play what? Because uh, outside of uh, Moana Dawn, I, I wasn't familiar with, like, assorted uh, Darth Dane and Remy. Like, I just haven't really – I might have played one of them once on Vassal, but not, like, you know, not, like, close close with these guys in any way. So it's like I don't know what style of – like, what play style they have, what they like or whatnot. And uh, we also ignored Scum because I got to, like, round 13 and realized I hadn't drafted a Scum ship and was like, ah, well, everything's gone now. I might as well not go down that route. Um, I'm pretty sure so, all the Sykes were left. That's uh, Sirius who went. That's the thing. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we split into two groups of three, and everyone was like, oh, uh, so I had two Imperial players that were basically like, we want uh, Kagi Aces and Ken Kirk Ace. And I was like, okay, great. And they were both like, we don't want to play Swarms. And I was like, cool, I'll play a Swarm. I've been playing a Swarm for a while now. I, I feel very comfortable on it. I'll take that over. And like, my night was done. So then I went out drinking with buddies. <laughs> And then I like where this is going. The emails start pouring in, and uh, it was uh, Dane was basically he was going to be on Kagi uh, Aces, mm-hmm. and nobody from the Rebel side had said anything. Like Muon was silent until about nine thirty last night. Oh God! Uh, and Assorted had basically said like I'll play whatever uh, Rebel list is needed, and Dom was like uh, basically Dom and I were both like we'll just fill wherever we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um. So about 9.30, I get a message from Darth saying, like, hey, I'm not finding anything with Kagi that I like based on what we have left if we give up Ken Kirk Vessery and the full crack swarm. No one's claimed Dash. Can I go play Dash? And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Like, I personally don't care. So then I Facebook message Dom, like, Dom, can you run the crack swarm? I'll make something with Kagi, like, that will look semi-legitimate. And then we still have Muan to uh, bring whatever rebel jank he can because that guy, it's what he's good at. Like he's, he, he does that all the time. And uh, so that's that's where we ended up. So I, I went from like not a care in the world of crack swarm to like, oh, God, what can I do with a Palp Kagi shuttle? And I basically couldn't do anything. So I went back to like my old lawbringers lists without jacks. <laughs> I I'm I'm playing you. I'm actually you really excited about Which, playing your list. Like. My, the whole concept of the list is I needed the stupid Sigma to block so that people don't have focus when they're shooting me. And you're all freaking PS2. <laughs> like, the nightmare is real. Why does my PS3 blocker move after your whole freaking list? So we'll see how that goes. I feel, oh, I feel yeah. infinitely better with my sensor jammers going into Paul Heaver, which is a weird thing to say. Like, oh yeah, no, I feel really good taking my jank list into Paul Heaver's list. But he's got TLTs and I have sensor jammers, so we'll see what works better. Yeah, um, I, I love Sensor Jammer, so I'm actually, I think Sigmas were good. That was one of the oh. ships that I really wanted to grab, and I wasn't able to. That's, that's legitimately why I drafted it, as I've played Sigmas a lot, um, in a lot of different things. And so had Dom. Like, Dom had a Sigma in his worlds list like two years ago. So I was like, I felt confident that, that we could fit that in there between the two of us. And so, as someone on the the forums was very upset with me that I didn't fit Fel's Wrath into anything, and I had a Fel's <laughs> Wrath list. I almost sent that in. That's why I drafted the ship. So, Ryan, what was uh, your thought process, uh, or what was, or what are you flying? Huh. Well, 
Uh, I get to fly the garbage scum that we ended up with. <laughs> um, well, you know, so we drafted uh, a bunch of imperialists. We have a, what, a, tra- a two defender and Connor Jacks, a defender and Oiken, and Vader and Rack, and then a tanky rebel list with Poe, a red ace and Ezra, and then a Lebo and Kanan list. And I told the guys, I said, okay, so as we're drafting, we get our Imperial list figured out pretty quickly. Um, and then we pick up some rebel ships, uh, get those figured out. And I think along the way we picked up Paylob and maybe Gurry. Um, and then just drafted every other scum ship that we could get our hands on just so that we could try to put something together. Um, and then when it came time to assign lists, I said, look, guys, I, I played a whole lot of Gurry and Star Vipers and scum garbage over the last couple of months. So, um, sure, I'll, I'll play the scum garbage list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the list is okay. It's workable. It's, it's Paylob with a TLT and Forlom, uh, Gurry with fire control, auto thrusters, black market slicer tools. Um, there's something else on there. I can't remember what it is. Oh, flechette torpedo. Yeah. And then, uh, Talonbane with the cloaking device and the Stygium. And they all have mind link. I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Like, cause I'm always so afraid to put cloaking device on anything and scum just because I feel like I'm going to, it's going to be gone the second I, you know, I, the second I use it on the flip side though, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. If you use it at the right time. Yeah, we just wanted to give him some degree of mobility, um, or else he's he's just an X-wing, which is not good. It's <laughs> just sad. Yeah, and I will say my practice game tonight. Uh, uh-huh. He got he got one shotted. <laughs> did he kill something first? Uh, he did some damage to something first. Okay, and then and then he died. <laughs> that is the, the entirety of the experience with my Talon Bane play whatsoever. Is he rolls uh, in, hits something, and then just fucking dies. Yeah, I think I think he ended up killing uh, a Shadowcaster, finishing it off, and then Zuckus one shot at him at range one. So that was fun. All right. Um, so, uh, how do you think this is going to go down? Give us your predictions so far on what you've seen. Who do you think uh, ended up having like the six best lists? Oh, I, I mean, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally Ben's everyone's answer. Yeah, I think we do too, though. So, all right. So, if it isn't, if it isn't, uh, is it your team? So, I don't know about like who has the best six. Uh, looking at matchup wise, like I think there are some really interesting matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna throw the throw the. Uh, Rebel Jank out of Muon into Phil's, Fildo's, uh, Palpaces, like tier one Palpaces. This is what Paul Heaver drafted one, two, and three lists. Mm-hmm. Like we're putting our six list to their number one. I like our chances in that fight. <laughs> That's going to be a good fight. Uh... Like we have a black market slicer tools blo- body blocker with a super tanky TLT. And I don't think, I mean, do you push the limit with the Inquisitor until the Fringer's dead? Probably can't. Right, yeah. like I mean, like that's such a weird like. This it's, would never happen in a tournament, but in this, where it totally happens, like that, you have to deal with Garvin. Garvin is the junk ship you don't care about in this fight. <laughs> like, think about that for a second. Like, any oh, someone brought an X wing. Oh, I'll just go fucking kill it, then go win the game. Like, <laughs> he totally doesn't matter in the slightest. <laughs> the format is like I think the format's been really fun. I like yeah. it a lot. I've been so, very happy. so the one thing I want to do next time is an auction draft. Um, are you guys familiar with that format? Oh yeah. All right. So, I, I yeah, so like fantasy football players out there, but so basically the idea is is that you get a pool of money for our listeners. You get a pool of money 
that uh, not real money, but like sure. we'll call it credits, right? Yeah, yeah. That uh, you have to spend at least a credit on every on you know thirty six uh, effectively roster slots. But other than that, you can spend your credits however you like. You have a set number. Um, in that format, who spends more money on Soontirfell between Tyler and Morgan? Me and Morgan? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you, you used to run Sutra I, all the damn Sutra, time. Sutra is my bro. I'll totally, totally give that. But, like, I, uh, so are you familiar with, uh, Chaos Ball? Um, the game? No. Okay, so th- so they do this, and I've learned a lot of dirty tricks in Chaos Ball with uh, this kind of thing, where I would bid Sunterfell up with absolutely no intention of ever paying for him, just yeah. so someone else had to pay more money for him. Because <laughs> you know Morgan would pay like oh, yeah. 60, 70%. I mean, He's like, get me that ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yes. Same thing uh, Same thing between uh, Jake and uh, Jake and Morgan and Sozin. I feel like uh, like Jake would be way up there, too. We'd have to like we'd have to hold Sozin down and like lock him in a room. <laughs> we're not gonna, <laughs> right. we're, we're not gonna let him do it. You gotta you gotta calm yourself. IG eighty eight B goes for a, a trillion percent of your uh, of your available money. Right. Give me Arvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a dollar, I don't yeah. care. What, what happens when you can't build a sixth list because you ran out of money because you actually <laughs> drafted Inquisitor and fell? Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, I'm really excited to uh, check it out. Um, I hope that you guys do well, but not as well as we do. And oh. Tyler, I hope you do lose at least one game. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are my... Who's my third opponent? I don't... Oh, it's... Yeah, okay. That's that's the game I lose, probably. But... Yeah. Yeah, get I out actually, of here. I, I, like, I like the matchup into, into you, Kelvin. Like, I think it'll be a fun game. Like, I don't feel like it's, like, heavily weighted one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's interesting that my sensor jammers might give me a chance against Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I'm at running my terrible, terrible uh, three-ship Zertikstrom. Zertikstrom is my boy. I've been trying to put him in lists for a long time. I, I have a, a list with him called uh, The First Stage of Grief. Uh, Yo, because it's it's your Kagi Strom Jacks, right? Yes, yeah. So it's I had the same idea uh, called Lawbringers, and that's basically that's, what I built. Only I, I remember, yeah, where somebody messaged you, "Hey, did you talk to say oh, yeah. about your list?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, which the the okay. The worst story with this is like so. I put this together right after Gen Con last year. That's when this came out, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That sounds right. And uh, basically because uh, Will Barnacle, the guy that travels with me everywhere and plays, like had only played robots for like a year straight. And I was just so tired of dealing with push push the limit advancements or robots. I was like, I'm going to take away everything they do and I'm going to make them hate life. Let's make this happen. So I build this list and we go play like a local tournament and uh, I do I do pretty well with it. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like in right in the right circumstances, this list really sings. But if you make any one mistake, it just falls apart. Like and that's kind of an annoying amount of pressure to like you don't want to play like that list in a in a bigger event where you have like nine games. So it's in my like travel kit. So that is the only ships that are in my travel kit, and I run late to like get out of my house to go to work the night like on a Thursday, which is our our local like play X Wing day. So I just throw the travel kit in the car and like go off to work. So then I go I I get to I get to X Wing and we've got like four tables going and like people are playing and a new guy walks in and he was like, Hey, I bought like X Wing stuff. I didn't know you guys played here. Do you want to get a game in? But I'm pretty new. I was like, I will totally play with you. 
but please come back after I play with this list. This is going to break every rule that you've ever thought was in this game until you know <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> I don't think he came back. Like, That's I, feel, I feel bad about you it. Did. But yeah, I know. I, like, I was just like, I'm sorry, man. It's like, I want a target lock. Okay, it goes over here. But that guy's not important. Sure isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so th- thank you guys for uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited uh, to uh, play this tournament with y'all. Uh, one question I had from my team was, uh, when does this start? Uh, talk to Blair. I don't know. Blair, when does Blair, it start? when does this start? <laughs> I mean, I see no reason why we can't just, you know, kick it off right now. I mean, there's nothing we're really waiting on, right? Like, Sozin's got the challenge bracket ready to go, so I'd say just get to it. There you go. That's your announcement. All right. Have to play the, do we have to play the games in any specific Tape delayed order? announcement. No, no order. Just get them in. Just get them in. Okay. okay. Like, and do we have a deadline? Like, are we trying to get these in within like two weeks, one week? What's the? Uh, there will be a deadline. Uh, I'm hoping we can get them in by uh, the December. end of. <laughs> yeah. By the end of when? Uh, by the end of a. Uh, September, because um, okay. I figure people are going to start gearing up for Worlds then. So yeah, you mean get the three, three games, games or like yeah, all, like games. the three games and then the finals if for whatever teams are in there by September? I mean, we'll just play probably to say the ultimate deadline will probably end up being like uh, the end of September for the just the three games. So okay, but we'll see. That was good. So yeah. um. All right, so I appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm going to, if you guys want, you can stay while we announce our contest winner, and then we'll close that cool. shit out. All right, so uh, the we ran a contest last week for an IG-88D build. Um, Froggy's asked for it, even though Froggy's isn't here again. Froggy's, I miss you. You can't tease me like that. Anyways, he asked for IG-88D, the crew, and we have a winner um, submitted by Glenn Dean to our email, scumandvillainypodcast at gmail.com. His list that he submitted was, uh, he calls it Three Token Monty, and it's a really inventive list that uh, throws an absolute crap ton of tokens around. Uh, it is the IG-88C with the Tani Mind Link uh, title and auto thrusters, uh, Manaru with Atani Mind Link, IG88D crew and engine upgrade, and Cad Solus with Atani Mind Link and auto thrusters. So I uh, thought that was pretty interesting to see a lot of tokens thrown around. And um, Mark, or why don't you give us uh, your thoughts on this list? Okay. It, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's nice to see IG-88C without B. I don't necessarily know it's the strongest choice, but it's fun. And I've always thought that the aggressors were uh, underrated without cannons. I thought just yeah. the, the stat line and the dial, I thought that was pretty decent. So keeping them cheap at 39 points, sure. Okay, I'll see how it goes. I don't know if C is the right choice, but I'm, I've got a partial spot for D. Uh, so what do you think, Alex? 
I, I like it. I like that you can use um, Manaru to pass, you know, evade, focus. That's the thing that I was thinking yeah. about. He Something crazy like that. Yeah. So that's one of the ways where you can pass and evade to someone. Yeah. I don't know if um, if Cad Solus is the right answer. I feel like you're already throwing around so many tokens that it might be a little bit of an overkill. But for the thought process that you can indeed throw evade tokens around, I really do think that's interesting. Anyway, so uh, since you guys are still on, Ryan, what do you think of that list? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll throw I like, you under the fire. No, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I've always liked the Tawny Mind Link. I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. Um, I think it's underrated. Uh, so you know, I think that'll work. <laughs> cool, Tyler. What do you think? Um, I don't know how I feel about Canonless IGs because uh, I don't play IGs, and I've liked the idea of Mind Link for a long time. But it was one of those things that I just kind of saw and went, "I will let someone else figure this out." And then I will go from there. Uh, I don't. I have too much going on. I don't have the brain power to like really flex into that. It's uh, basically why I've been stuck on crack for like almost a year now. So, hey, that's that is my uh, that is my stance on that. Drugs crack are good, shot. kids. Crack drugs are dr- drugs are really good. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's our winner. Let's let's do another contest. I'll let uh, let's see here. Since I don't want to give anything to Tyler right now, uh, Ryan, um, Ryan, why don't you pick our next contest? What card do you want to see? What card do I want to see? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you can, well, we do anything. Like we've done Wave Nine. You have to have a Wave Nine card. You got to have run this pilot. You got to run this upgrade. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd like to see something from Wave Nine. Let me let me take a quick look here to see what what I want to see. I, or even Wave Ten. Some of them, were, yeah, some of them are pretty easy um, in terms of like building them. Uh, the IJD decrypt. What, what are the what are the new crew in Wave Nine? The lots. I'd like to see Let's, lots Razzy. Um, so good lots Razzy list. Yeah, but without um, not on a Shadowcaster. So lots not on a Shadowcaster. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's your list. Lats Razzy cannot be on a Shadowcaster. Let's see something interesting. What? What? And what does Lats do again? You can uh, remove a <laughs> remove a stress token. <laughs> Podcasting for us. <laughs> I didn't know what it did. I was literally looking it up right now. Yeah. When defending, remove, can remove a stress yeah. token from the attacker to add one evade your result. Oh, okay. So it's the it's the counter stress cheese list or crew card. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Everybody's going to put her on Ventress because Ventress gives out stress yeah. tokens to people close by. So I'd like to see her used effectively in something else. Cool. That's cool. There you go. I prefer K4 security droid on Ventress. Well, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like, I've, that seems to be the natural fit for Lats yeah, Razzy. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, that is your list. We look forward to seeing that. Feel free to submit that to Scum and Villainy Podcast at gmail.com. Blair super appreciates it when you send it in text form. Isn't that right, Blair? That is correct. Yeah. So, you know, Blair's super overworked already in the boiler room, so you know, we would appreciate it if you give him a little bit of help. Anyways, uh, thanks, oh, Tyler. And- Ricky, go ahead. I'll, I'll say one more thing. for So everyone listening, we've been blabbing on about this tournament forever. I know a lot of people are bummed they couldn't get in. We are going to do one again. We're, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. We're going to change some things that we've learned. 
and but we're also going to expand it to make it uh, so more people can play. Obviously, we're still going to have to cap it just because the nature of the format. But just FYI, we are planning on doing one again on Vassal in the coming future. So just a heads up on that. Cool. Um, so let's go ahead and close that out. Uh, for uh, thanks, uh, Tyler and Ryan, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah. No problem, guys. And uh, for Alex Robick, better known as Antigrapis, for Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, and Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, my name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Thank you, Galacticolonet, and good hunting.